your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. You need more hockey news and Locked on NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the leagues. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps every day. Subscribe to Locked On NHL today, wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 379 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. That song you are hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And today we're going to have part two of our conversation with Mr. Armando Velez of Locked On Florida Panthers. If you missed part one, I would definitely recommend starting there. Armando does just a fantastic job in that episode giving us some insight into Gerard Gallant. Obviously, Gallant used to coach the Florida Panthers. He was there for uh, two and a half seasons or two and a third seasons, however, whatever you want to call it. But bottom line, he used to coach the Panthers, and Armando just does a great job uh, kind of giving us some insight into who exactly is Gerard Gallant, and we got into some other general hockey talk as well, and we continue that in today's episode, talking some Rangers, talking some Panthers, uh, again, some general hockey, some Stanley Cup playoff action, some free agency, etc., etc., etc. I had a great time recording this crossover with Armando, and hopefully you guys are enjoying it as well. So once again, part two of our conversation with Armando Velez of Locked On Florida Panthers. Enjoy. To just kind of change gears a little bit, I was kind of looking at a list of, you know, impending free agents, and, you know, I went to the Panthers, and I looked at some of your RFAs and UFAs, and you know, a couple of names that jump out for me, and of course, you know the Panthers roster a lot better than I do, but, you know, Sam Bennett is an RFA, uh, Alex Wenberg is an unrestricted free agent, uh, Brandon Montour, an unrestricted free agent. Is there anyone, um, you know, any of those guys or anybody else that uh, you feel like the Panthers just absolutely have to hang on to and give some kind of long-term extension to? Anything like that? Anybody who really kind of jumps out to you there? Two players are you must keep. And those are Sam Bennett, who they traded two second-round picks for. Well, a yep. second-round pick and a former second-round pick from the 2020 draft in Emil Hyman to Calgary. And after how he well Sam Bennett was able to play with Jonathan Huberto on the second line, they've solidified that second-line center for the time being. And Anthony Duclair, I'd be, I'll be happy if they do resign him, but I won't lose sleep if they don't. And the other one is Gustav Forsling, who was a player that the Florida Panthers picked off on waivers from the Chicago Blackhawks. And when Aaron Ekblad went down with injury, Forsling was inserted on the first line and he played so well after, after being inserted there. And he has, he has a, in my opinion, he has a spot on this, on this roster for next season. And I think that's one of the players that you should protect in, in the expansion draft with with Seattle coming into the mix. And I, I think I think those two are the if I had to choose two that are must that you that you should keep, it's it's those two. As far as UFAs, Wenberg, 
I think he walks because he's going to command a little bit more money based on his career high season, but it'd be cool to have him back because they also signed their first round pick from last year and Anton Lundell to his ELC. So I think that with him signing his ELC, I think he's going to skip the AHL after leading Finland in points in the recent IIHF world championships and helping Finland win bronze in the world juniors just last season. So I think he's going to cover the three C role on the Florida Panthers starting next season. So Lucas Walmark is going headed back to the KHL in Moscow. As of two days ago, he signed a contract there. So, so Lucas Walmark is, won't be returning to the Panthers. It doesn't look like. And so, yeah, those are, those are the players that I think that if must are Bennett and Gustav Forsling are the 100% you have to keep them. You have to find a way to get them back on the roster. And thank goodness for, for the Florida Panthers, they're RFAs, not UFAs. Exactly. That that can make all the difference in the world. And I think Bennett makes a ton of sense because I believe you guys traded for him uh, before last season. I know he hasn't been there uh, for very long. But, uh, you know, that's where the Rangers are lucky, too, because they only have two unrestricted free agents. And they are Jack Johnson, who I don't think there's any chance he'll be back. And the other one is Brennan Smith. And, you know, that could go either way. Maybe he's back on a one-year team-friendly deal, kind of like a little bit of a stopgap option on the blue line there. And, of course, you know, he does play with some toughness. He's the guy who ended up fighting Tom Wilson after all those shenanigans. And, you know, he's really the only player on the, yeah. on the Rangers who could even who could even begin to, to step up to Tom Wilson. And, uh, you know, even he's going in as, as a big underdog in that fight. But, you know, beyond that, I, for me, it, it's more about getting ahead of some things. Because after mm. this upcoming season, uh, Mika Zibanejad and Ryan Strom, the top two centers on the team, are both unrestricted free agents. And I think with Mika, you know, he obviously got off to just a really tough start to this season. But at the end of the season, we found out that that was largely due to his bout with COVID. Obviously, uh, his overall numbers suffered because of this. And he was back to being the Mika Zibanejad that we all know and love by the end of the season. But to me, if you're the Rangers, man, you know, I'm sitting down with Mika Zibanejad this offseason. And I'm trying to get ahead of this thing, man. Can, can we hammer out some kind of a long-term deal? Can we give you some kind of four, maybe five-year extension? I mean, Mika's been around, but he's still only 28 years old, so it's not like he's ancient. And I, I feel like the Rangers can really do themselves a favor by getting ahead of that situation. Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. It is the best tasting protein and energy bar that I have ever had. It's kind of hard to explain. You just have to experience it for yourself. It's got real chocolate, amazing flavors, and unlike a lot of other protein bars, energy bars, you don't need a gallon of water to get rid of that weird, funky aftertaste that sometimes comes with the other bars. It's just good, and it actually kind of tastes quite a bit like a candy bar. It has an amazing combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar. There are no crazy additives, and if you compare it to the most popular men's bar, Cliff, it is half the calories, seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer sugar grams, and more protein. How can it be that good and taste that good? I don't know. You just got to try it for yourself. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Yeah, and with the expectations of New York to be contending next year, at least battling for at least a wild card or a 2-3, it's going to be a big year for Sabanajai to 
earn earn his contract and that this could be a really good situation for Sabanaja. But I also look at all I am looking at Cat Friendly right now and I see as just the forwards before even scrolling down, I see six players on their ELCs right now. So the youth movement in New York is great. And oh yeah. And I'm looking at the blue line as well. Another five on the on the blue line. So the the and their best goalie prospect right now in well not prospect I wouldn't call him a prospect anymore. Uh, Igor Shosturkin, who who there was there's a lot of confidence in Shosturkin this season as far as the as far as it goes for the Rangers and there's and he oh I'm I'm seeing that he's an RFA as well this coming right. off season but I don't I don't see a reason why the Rangers wouldn't qualify an offer for Shosturkin. No, I'm with you. I've I've been saying all along I, with Mika and Igor, they're kind of in the same boat. I would get ahead of this with Igor Shosturkin. I would give him some kind of a long term deal because I mean, you need a goalie. You need to have a franchise goalie in this league. I know that recently uh, there's kind of been this narrative that well, you know, in the playoffs we don't necessarily see goalies dominate the way that they used to, and I completely disagree with that. And if you need same. any proof, if you need any proof of it. I mean, look at look look at the four teams. Look at the four teams yes. who are still standing right now. I mean, they've yes. all got one, if not two, phenomenal goalies. So, I, man, I mean, they they drafted Igor in the fourth round. They've loved him from day one. He put up minor. He put up uh, video game numbers everywhere he's been. You got to hang on to this guy. You got to get him uh, signed long term. I, I would absolutely do that if I was the Rangers. It's funny because another fourth rounder that I think of that's that was playing out of his mind was was from the from um what's his name from the predators um uh, it's it's slipping my mind uh saros you see saros yeah and that's another that's another player that's playing out of his mind and after the predators drafted a goalie in round one just this just this past season so it, it it's crazy and the goalies don't get drafted early on all the time in the draft and the the rangers found found one like in the middle of the draft and they found and yeah you got you got to hold on you got to hold on to Shosturkin and it's funny one thing that this that the panthers and the rangers really have in common is that goalie hasn't really been an issue really too much in their in at least the last decade the the panthers had roberto luongo yep. who just recently got his number retired last season and in two different stints with the Florida Panthers and is fourth all time in wins. And the Rangers had Henrik Lundqvist for a long time was their goalie in their run to the Stanley cup final in 2014. And is hope we're hoping that one day he gets to suit up again. And we're hoping that he has a speedy recovery and he gets to suit up. It's hard to see that he's in a, in a, I'm sure for you, it's hard to see him in a, metropolitan division slash east for this year team but i i i can't i can only assume that ranger fans are just not only rooting for him on the ice but off the ice as well and he he's a legend in that town and i i can only imagine how much they're rooting for him oh absolutely i mean i said at the beginning of this season and granted this is before you know all the shenanigans with tom wilson and everything and my dislike for the capitals basically just kind of shot through the roof but I mean, had Henrik Lundqvist gotten to play with the Capitals this season and there was a situation where the playoffs started and the Capitals were in the playoffs as they were and the Rangers didn't make it as they did not make it, 
100 percent i was gonna be the biggest bandwagon capitals fan you've ever seen whether he was actually even playing in these games or not because i always say man you know it doesn't matter if you're like one of the greatest players of all time or you're kind of like you know the last guy off the bench a fourth liner your your name goes on that stanley cup in the same font as everybody else's and i would just love to see uh that image man i gotta see henrik lundquist lift the stanley cup it'd be it'd be crazy if somehow he came back and uh you know, ends up somehow lifting a Stanley Cup. Yeah, so I can I can only imagine, like I said, how much they're rooting for him. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. BetOnline offers real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Once again, BetOnline.ag. So let's talk about the Stanley Cup playoffs right now. So in this COVID season with four different divisions, the Canadian division having their own based on the border restrictions between USA and Canada, it it was a really strange season that, like, and not going to lie, because of the because of the division realignments and only facing off against seven different teams, it didn't really at least give many fans an opportunity to watch teams outside of their own divisions. I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie to you, John. I didn't, I didn't, because of the division realignment, I was more as when the Panthers weren't on, (laughs) weirdly, I was watching more of stars predators or blackhawks red wings more often than a rangers islanders game or i mean i definitely did tune in to the game where the rangers and capitals did play because that was a nationally televised game after the tom wilson pavel bushnevich and artemi panarin situation and funny enough i was recording a podcast as i was watching that live because i needed to see what the repercussions were going to be so talk about this season with like the division realignments and were you did you get an opportunity to really watch a lot of teams outside of the new york rangers this season i really didn't man i mean i was really just kind of locked in on everything that was happening in the east division and then basically every now and then not every now and then pretty commonly i would just kind of catch highlights you know on the nhl network or whatever it might be uh get a standings update every now and then but i'm with you man it really kind of felt like you know all of us locked on hosts and really just hockey fans everywhere everybody was kind of just sectioned off into these four quadrants this season and it almost felt like there were four different nhl leagues almost operating independently of each other until now obviously because there's only one team left standing from all four of the divisions but yeah it was crazy it's definitely a very unique season and obviously i understand why they did it uh the pandemic was still very much a thing when the season started and they're trying to cut back on travel especially international travel and so, you know, I enjoyed this season for what it was. It was unique, only playing teams in your division. But I will say, and you can let me know what you think about this too, Armando, but, um, you know, I think next season I'm ready to go back to, to how it usually is. I love the division matchups, but if you're only playing teams in your division, 
just like everything else, man, it, it stops being special after a little while. So yeah, I mean, I, I'm ready to go back to normal, you know, in a lot of different ways, but also with hockey, as far as uh, the scheduling is concerned uh, for next season. But I mean, how do you feel about that? Uh, I'm looking forward to it as well. And seeing I, the one question I always asked myself with the Florida Panthers is how would they do with this version of the team that they had in 2020, 2021, how would they do in a division with Boston, Tampa Bay, Toronto, Montreal, Detroit, Buffalo, and how how would how would they do in in a division? And I still think that they could have at least been a one or two in in the Atlantic Division. And then along with seeing teams out west, I, I like I wanted to see how the Florida Panthers did against a Vegas Golden Knights, a stacked Vegas Golden Knights team. How how they would I, I would love to see the Florida Panthers play Connor McDavid because the re, the reality is I don't watch Connor McDavid every night I don't watch Nathan McKinnon every single night that's just the reality of it and now both the Panthers and the Rangers get to see the newly formed Seattle Kraken next season so that is going to be really special for for next season and a hopefully a season that begins to definitely grow the game more as with the new TV deal with ESPN and Turner sports. This is an opportunity, not only with the 32nd team added, but with a new TV deal, it definitely gets to grow the game. And maybe these players get to be marketed a lot better because let's be honest, like the the NHL, when it comes to marketing is not the best when it, when it comes to it. And I think that had a lot to do with the TV deal that they had with NBC and only one network that was not competing with another. So I, I'm, I'm going to steal a quote from Jody Biasi of Locked On Savers. He said that the it began to be stale. And now that there's competition between ESPN and Turner, they're going to be looking at each other as broadcasts are happening and see what they can adjust. And there's going to be growing pains between those two stations and I think it's going to be good for the game. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, you know, it feels like for the first time in a long time, there really is some momentum here. It actually feels like the game could get a little bit bigger. I think, um, you know, maybe one of the ultimate parameters here is, um, you know, take a look. Think about a friend of yours who maybe really isn't the biggest hockey fan. They don't really watch a lot of hockey. Odds are they've at least heard of Alex Ovechkin. They know that he's on the Capitals. They've probably heard of Sidney Crosby. They know that he's on the Penguins. As far as my friends go that are not hockey fans, I don't think anybody knows who Connor McDavid is. I don't think anybody knows who Nathan McKinnon is or even Artemi Panarin. And so, you know, you got to start marketing these players one way or another. You got to get their names out there and look how good these guys are and and just make a big deal out of them. And I I hope that's coming. Uh, It doesn't help that, you know, I mean, you look at networks like ESPN, uh, they make no attempt to even hide their disdain toward hockey and they just refuse to cover the sport. And that doesn't help either. But the NHL doesn't really do much to help itself either. I think you got to do a better job of, you know, marketing these players and, uh, you know, getting it to the point where, you know, Nathan McKinnon can't walk down the street without being recognized, just to use him as an example. <laughs> most, most definitely. And w- it's funny, ever since they uh, signed the TV deal with ESPN, you see a little bit of ESPN being talked, to, um, a little bit of hockey being talked on ESPN now. For example, on first take, Stephen A. Smith was talking about the Toronto Maple Leafs after blowing a 3-1 series lead against Montreal, comparing them to 
calling them the Dallas Cowboys of the NHL. <laughs> so yeah. I, I thought that was a little comical and pretty awesome. Of course, of course, Stephen A. Smith has even said that he's not really a hockey guy, but he's definitely has interest in the sport and he'd like to learn more of it. Charles Barkley, who does inside the NBA, he said that he wouldn't mind learning more about the game as well. So with even even the people who aren't what quote unquote hockey experts or hockey guys or gals, it with the sport being brought to their network, even the people who are in front of the cameras for other sports who have a, more of an expertise are going to gain some interest as well along yeah. with the fans. I always joke, man. I always say, you know, to kind of point the spotlight at the Stanley Cup playoffs to be even more specific about this here, but I always say there are two types of people in this world. There's people who love the Stanley Cup playoffs, and there's people who have never given the Stanley Cup playoffs a chance. I really think that, like, there, if you're a sports fan, if you're into football, if you're into baseball, basketball, whatever it might be, if you just sit down and stay off your phone and actually just lock in to an NHL playoff game for 10 or 15 minutes, you're going to have a hard time looking away. You're going to have a hard time changing the channel. And I just feel like NHL just has to find a way to get people to give the sport a chance. I think you can get them pretty fast once you get them, once you get their eyes feasted on a playoff game. Absolutely. And what, what got me, what got me to love the Florida Panthers was a playoff run in 2012 when the, when they won the, when they won the Southeast division at the time before the division realignments, when the Atlanta thrashers moved uh, to Winnipeg causing a, another division realignment, it was the Southeast at the time. And that's what got me into hockey and into the Florida Panthers. So sometimes, sometimes it takes something in order to gain a, a fan, a, and now I could really, after being a fan for almost a decade, I, I, I'm, I'm a diehard. This is, this is, the the Panthers along with the Miami Dolphins are like my my one A and one B of the teams that I hold really really cl- really close as like the the teams that I really pay attention to like literally like year round. So I want to I want to transition to the Stanley Cup playoffs, and it's funny, John, not not a single one seed from any of the divisions made it to the semifinals. The North division had a four. The, the East division, the New York Rangers are in, has a four with the New York Rangers. The Central has a three with the Tampa Bay Lightning, and the West has a two, even though the Vegas Golden Knights tied the Colorado Avalanche with points. What are your, what are your impressions on the Stanley Cup playoffs right now? I mean, they've been fantastic. I, I thought that Avalanche and Night Series was absolutely just appointment television. I did not want to miss a single second of it. Really wish it would have gone to seven mm-hmm. games because, I mean, I, I think that's, you know, probably one of the best playoff series that I've seen in the past, however many years you want to go back. Uh, the skill level and the speed of both those teams was just off the charts. The intensity was off the charts. It was fantastic. Um, you know, Montreal, I don't think Ranger fans necessarily are the biggest fans of them, especially if you're an old school fan because the mm-hmm. Canadians beat the uh, Rangers back in 79 in the, in the cup finals, but you have to admire what they did. I mean, nobody was picking the Canadians to do anything in the playoffs this year. And of course they fall into that three, one series hole and they win game five in overtime. They win game six in overtime and they win game seven. And, you know, here they are tied with the Knights in the uh, semifinals here. Um, And then as far as the East goes, I mean, it's a situation where it's kind of unique because obviously being a Ranger fan, I'm not going to root for the Bruins or the Islanders or the Capitals or the Penguins. But the nice thing about that was you knew that only one of those four teams could make it past the second round. And that's obviously what happened. And, you know, it's a great series so far between Tampa and the Islanders as well. 
as far as you know who I think is going to make it, I'm going to stick with uh, what I said when the semifinal started, which is Knights versus Lightning. I think uh, Lightning and Islanders is going seven. I think maybe the Knights maybe winning like six games against the Canadians. You know, we'll see. But uh, I think I think Knights and Lightning would be just a heck of a Stanley Cup Finals matchup. And you know, we talk about certain things being good for the game. I think when you've got uh, just tremendously skilled players on both sides of the ice in the Stanley Cup Finals, as we would have with that matchup, I think that would be a fantastic thing. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's my pick. I mean, I also said Avalanche versus Penguins when the playoffs started, so that shows how much I know. But hey, you know, I, I think uh, I think Knights and Lightning would be uh, a tremendous uh, finale. And how about you, man? I mean, is there anybody you're rooting for? Is there anybody that uh, you know you think is going to win the cup? Who you'd like to see win the cup? Anything? Anything there? I'm going to wear two different hats. Okay. I'm going to wear my fan hat. I'm going to wear my objective hat. My fan Fair hat enough. is rooting for Habs Islanders in this one. I'm rooting for for both. I, I want I, I want the, number one the underdog to win, and the fan in me, of course, can't root for the Tampa Bay Lightning, the division rival in our state, and along with the Vegas Golden Knights about how what happened in the previous expansion draft with losing Jonathan Marchessault, Riley Smith. Gerard Gallant getting fired and having instant success. Though I was rooting for those individual people, it, it was really tough to see that even though the Panthers have been waiting since 96 to even win a playoff series, that the Vegas Golden Knights were just going to come in to the league and have this instant success. So it, it it's it's not something I want for Vegas. So I'm gonna, now I'm going to put a different hat on, the objective hat, what I think <laughs> is going to happen what I think is going to happen is Vegas versus Tampa Bay as well. I think that's a, I wouldn't say an easy pick, but I think that it just seems the more logical pick, like what's on paper. And mm-hmm. I think if there's, like you said, I think if there's one series that's going to go the distance, I think it's going to be the Islanders lightning series, because this is the second year in a row that they're facing off against each other in, well, this isn't called the, Eastern Conference final this year, the semifinal this year, because right, right. after meeting in the Edmonton bubble last year after traveling from Toronto to Edmonton. So this, I, I, I think with the Islanders, I think with their, with them stealing one, I think it makes it a little interesting, but it is, is if Tampa Bay steals one in Nassau Coliseum and right now as of this recording where it's one nothing in the first intermission with the Tampa Bay Lightning leading Yanni Gord was the one who scored the first goal if, if they find a way to win either one of these because think about it like this the Tampa Bay Lightning didn't have home ice advantage in the first two rounds at all they didn't have it in the first round against Florida they didn't have it again uh, against the Carolina Hurricanes and they were still able to win on the road and at home. And the fact that they, they made it to the semifinals still, and they finally got home ice for the first time, though they lost it in game one against New York. If they pick up this, this road victory, I I, I just don't see a reason how they're going to lose, lose this series. And, and with Vegas, I just think that in Vegas with Vegas, Montreal, excuse me, I don't I don't see how Carey Price can carry the full load all not all by himself but 
with such a young team in Montreal against this really stacked Vegas Golden Knights team. And Carey Price has had such an incredible run, turning back oh, the yeah. clock in, in these playoffs after winning in seven, after coming back 3-1 against Toronto, sweeping the Winnipeg Jets uh, after everything that happened in game one with the empty net goal at, at the very end, causing the sus- suspension to Mark Shifley. And what what Carey Price is doing, he, he was incredible in game two, but can 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 he do it four times in this? And I'm 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 not sure. I, I think when it comes to the firepower that the Vegas Golden Knights have versus what Montreal has, and Cole Caulfield and Nick Suzuki is a great story. Suzuki, a former Vegas Golden Knight who they traded for Pacioretty. I I, I just I, I just don't know if Montreal can can do that four times. No, I agree. And, you know, even with Carey Price and that, obviously he's the ultimate X factor, but Vegas has a heck of a goalie in Marc-Andre Fleury themselves. So, I mean, even if even mm-hmm. if Price keeps playing at the level he's at, I don't know that it's going to end with them winning four games before Vegas does, just to oversimplify it, basically. But, you know, Armando, this was a ton of fun, man. I really appreciate you giving us all some insight into Gallant. And obviously this is a ton of fun, you know, just talking some hockey in general. And we'll definitely have to do this uh, somewhere down the line, maybe when the Rangers and Panthers are playing each other next season. Yeah, definitely. And with the schedule hopefully going back to normal and with Canada opening at least for travel for the semifinal, it really gives me hope that we're going to have an 82-game season with hopefully some travel to to the Canadian teams as well next season. So I'm looking forward to it. And yes, definitely we got to have a crossover when both of our teams play next season. All right, so once again, a big, big thanks to Mr. Armando Velez for teaming up for this crossover episode. Once again, you know, just talking some general hockey and also giving us some insight into Gerard Gallant's time with the Florida Panthers, which was, again, kind of cut short there out of nowhere, but... It is what it is. He's with us now, and I couldn't be happier. And once again, thanks to you guys for tuning in. If you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.